0: The Jackson Five, singing about their roots in Northwest Indiana, the region, as those who grew up and live there call it. Tom Dockage grew up there in Gary, just like the Jacksons. It's home, it's where his heart is. Tom Dockage is a lot like the conductor of the South Shore train, full speed ahead, a key driver for putting the region on track for economic growth. He's my guest this week on the Business and Beyond podcast. Hello and welcome to the Business and Beyond podcast presented by PNC. I'm Gary Dick.
1: This is the Dan Dockett Show on 93.5 and 107.5 the fan uh, jimmy and i were just talking all right I, look it was the right move i guess russell wilson said it
0: was you are probably familiar with that name dockage that's dan the radio talk show host and former iu basketball star but you may not realize dan's older brother tom is a main cog in the wheel of pushing what's next for the northwest indiana economy for the dockage brothers, Moving things forward on their home turf is personal. Tom and Dan grew up in Lake County, graduated from Andrean, a small Catholic high school in Maryville. Tom had thoughts of becoming a priest, but wound up graduating from Wabash College and then earning a degree from the IU School of Law. Tom has dealt with deals on almost every continent on earth. Now he's focused on fostering growth where he grew up in the region. And it is my pleasure to welcome Tom Dockage to the uh, podcast. Tom, thanks for joining us. Now, you uh, your office is here in central Indiana, uh, Indianapolis Carmel, but uh, you're you're on the move. Where are you at now? Are you in Chicago?
1: Right now, I'm actually in Chicago at my uh, daughter's condo, um, but getting ready to go to Prague for a couple of days. is kind of excited about that. Yeah, well, speaking of it, excited
0: or exciting uh, uh, developments, in northwest indiana you know for so many years uh and i've been covering business news in the state for a long time and and you know so many people have talked about the enormous potential for northwest indiana and and just ready to be unleashed and right there in the shadow of chicago and it seems like to me those things are beginning to happen in part because of some of the developments you're involved with what's what's really driving that right now i always
1: like to tell people in northwest indiana that Indianapolis isn't the enemy, and then people in, when walking around in, uh, in in Indianapolis or being in the legislature or whatever, I tell I, I, I like to think I, I speak region, you know, because it's a different language. It's a, right. it, it, there's, there's differences in the way that you do that, that we do things between the two. So being able to speak region and translate region into Indianapolis, I think, is, has been helpful in what I do. Yeah. Um, the Indianapolis. And the governor, uh, Governor Holcomb, Lieutenant Governor Crouch, and, and and got with Bill Hanna and created this double tracking. And On the South Shore rail line, right? Yeah. Exactly. So it used to be just, I don't want to be negative, but it used to, the South Shore it used to be kind of a miserable commute. And if Mike Nolan, the head of the NICD, wants to get cranky with me for saying that, that's fine. But it was not a fun commute. It was slow and it was... There were there was too many variables, and it's, but now because of double tracking and because of Westlake, which is a which is another extension, it's quicker to get from uh, Gary downtown, downtown Chicago than it is to get from Naperville to downtown Chicago. And pretty soon it'll be better from Michigan City down to downtown Chicago. So this renaissance that's going on—I mean, that that's that's a really big important part. Yeah, and as you look at
0: that, uh, those decreased commute times to downtown Chicago. I know a lot of folks in the region are really using that as a selling point to hey come 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 live over here come live in Indiana and communities in Northwest Indiana multiple are are making quality of life quality of place
1: improvements in their downtowns and, and those kinds of things. Tom McDermott over in in, in Hammond has worked really closely with um, two guys from Purdue Northwest Chancellor Tom Keon and his vice chancellor uh, Matt Wells to make that statement possible. It's viable to live in Hammond right now to be a professional and to live in Hammond. You don't, and before, you couldn't really do that. And I don't. I, I'm not being strange about that, but it wasn't. wasn't that it was unsafe. It just wasn't desirable. Now there's restaurants and 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 entrepreneurs are popping up. My favorite, my favorite rib joint. I always buy local. I don't, I don't go to chains at all. Zero. Um, but my favorite restaurant in in uh in the area is a rib joint that's owned by somebody who flew in from Austin to Hammond to go to go open up a rib joint in Hammond. Really?
0: Hey, it, we'll talk. We we'll, we'll want to get into that, but in more of your your early days in a bit. But you grew up there. You grew up in the region. Been an attorney for forty years. In the last decade or so, you've really been focused on projects in the region. Uh, and I know there's a business case for what you do to be sure uh, that you're pursuing, but it's also a bit personal, right? It, it is
1: intensely personal. So I have a brother and a sister. My sister was a prosecutor in Bloomington. She just re, she retired, which is weird to say, but she retired and she lives doing acres in Chesterton, which is just this fabulous place right on the lake. My brother lives in Indianapolis and he's kind of a personality. Um, but all Dan. three of us, yeah, Dan, um, but all three of us feel a real kinship toward it. Our father was a, um, was a high school principal and a high school teacher at Calumet High School, which is not the the most um, economically, socioeconomically, you know, developed area. Uh, my mother was a third grade teacher. Uh, our uncle was a lawyer and a, and, a, and a judge there. My other uncle worked for the Indiana Department. I mean, we've got all these ties here. Generations of friends, you know, not just our friends, but our father's, our parents' friends is, you know, and, and they're all, and they kind of are all started, to be honest, looking down on me for years because they're like, OK, well, we stayed here and we're part of what's going on here. We made a living here. We raised our family here. But you moved you moved to Indianapolis. Kind of shame on you. Mm-hmm. And my point is, is well, OK, well, I still live in Indiana. I've lived I've I personally lived in nine different counties in Indiana, so I can't really be indicted too hard heavily for that. But at the end of the day. It became a okay. Well, let's really look at what we're doing here. I tried to build a data center in downtown Chicago. We crashed and burned. It was it was it wasn't any fun. And then Tom McDermott and a guy named Matt Reardon, who's a longtime friend, generations of friends, um, said, "You know, I come to Hammond and take a look here." And Anne Hathaway and Bill Hanna and Heather Ennis and all these great, you know, large names made it possible for me to kind of live out a dream, which is to make a difference in an area that I
0: love. Talk about the data center, because that's a big investment and, and, and what that's all about. And why you think, you know, beyond the personal piece, why, why it makes, uh, there's a great
1: business case for it. We have to stop in Indiana, especially specifically Northwest Indiana, we have to stop thinking that we're okay with getting the scraps off the table of Chicago. I mean, we don't need to live off the scraps. We can go right out there. We can go at one of their core businesses. And that's what we did with the data center. Um, and that's what we're doing with the with the quantum corridor, uh, those two creating a tech environment um in that in, in in Northwest Indiana, really makes it makes it it's viable. It makes sense. Uh, I'll mention Matt Wells again from Purdue Northwest. He had a vision. he's he's kind of an energetic guy to the point of almost being a pest. He's so driving on getting stuff done. Heather Ennis, who I know, is a friend of the show, but the head of the Northwest Indiana Forum, when she puts her mind to something, she drives it and makes it happen. There's a woman up here that runs the, the, um, the SBA 504 program named Erica Dombey, who is brilliant. I mean, brilliant, insightful. But maybe they didn't understand exactly how to, how to move around Indianapolis as well. I'm not saying I'm great at it, but I, I kind of was able to fill a little piece for them. And they had all these brilliant ideas about creating a tech corridor. When I came in with Matt Reardon and Anne Hathaway, and when we kind of filled this gap a little bit, they already had done all the hard work. Mm-hmm. We're talking about that the quantum corridor, what the vision is there,
0: uh, and, and what you see there—not not just today, but going forward, what that can become.
1: So, quantum computing—I always laugh because because people think quantum computing is something that's real and all. that. It's not real yet. It doesn't exist. It's it's a it's like the um, I don't know. It, it it it's a myth. It's an idea. But there's billions and billions of dollars being invested by companies to create quantum computing. Well, they need to communicate. So, uh, Mark Lopez from then Congressman uh, Veslovsky's office, now Congressman Mervan's office, really opened up our eyes by talking about uh, about the fact that there's a whole embedded fiber infrastructure that we don't even know about. It's all defense based and it runs throughout Chicago. So, a, a group of us, came up with this idea of let's extend that into Indiana and let's make it available for universities. So what it is, the Quantum Corridor is uh, a term that we created. Uh, it is a, the it will be the, what's called a cogent network. It'll be the fastest, most secure fiber network that is that exists today. It'll start in downtown Chicago at 350 Cermak, which is the digital hub of the United States. And it'll run all the way out to PNW's campus out in out in Westville. Um, that's roughly 39 miles. The, the state of Indiana is putting up through the Ready Grant, putting up four and a half million dollars or something. I'm putting we're putting up the other two and a half, and we're going to make it's going to go along the toll road, and it's we're going to make it such that big research companies can come and put facilities right there and have instantaneous access in the most secure way to research hubs at at University of Chicago and uh, all these other Fermi labs and all these other places and that we're going to interconnect into them that's ambitious and I've heard others you know talk about that
0: potential and what it could mean in particular for Indiana and it it
1: sounds like it's off the charts again I keep I keep talking about Governor Holcomb but he he is he just took ownership of this he he but whenever I uh Kind of being a name dropper, but whenever I see him, he's always like, "Hey, how's the how's the fiber network going? Are, are we doing it?" Um, Lieutenant Governor Crouch, we 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 explain it to her, um, Ernie, her broadband guy. I mean, we, we, we whenever we go in and explain it to people, they they get it because it's a simple concept. Bring better transport of 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 fiber to Northwest Indiana, and I think pretty optimistic our initial returns are good, but I think people are going to come and and they're going to build, they're going to build some buildings here and they're going to bring some scientists along with them. Yeah. So the tech piece is one uh, aspect, one piece of uh, the investment
0: and the focus that you have in Northwest Indiana. Another, and we recently had you on the show to talk about it, is a big uh, multi-use, mixed-use development in Michigan City, $240 million investment that you think can can translate into a lot more. Talk about that investment and why you're making it. Again, I'm a cheerleader for
1: Indiana. I'm a cheerleader for for the things that we're doing here. There's a, there's a, a a pair of men. One of his name is Scott Goodman at a, at a, at a company called Bar, at Decennial Group, and then another one is uh, Barry Shine, who um, Barry Shine who who is a really good developer, and they came up with the idea of using you know of, of building something in Michigan City. What I try to do is make the lake in these sorts of things, make the lake, use the lake better, make make it more accessible. One of the things about central Indiana always kind of amazes me is that, I don't know, but, but it's a strange thing is that people in central Indiana truly don't understand how remarkable Lake Michigan is. So people in Chicago get that because they're, I mean, they're looking out the door and there's Lake Michigan. So, trying to get these people's vision and being a co-developer with them, being involved in the group is great. It's wonderful, but also getting it to the point that everybody throughout the state understands that there's there's so much growth going on in Michigan City. Not just with um, you know, okay, well, we're going to build another you know, Hardee's or whatever. I don't know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But these are these are real jobs with real people. There's going to be three hundred people full time jobs coming to Michigan City to work at this place. I mean, and. That's a that's a lot of jobs.
0: Yeah. What, what, what do you think? So your development, then then the other developments, again, back to the whole double tracking project and which sparked this. How much more development? I mean, we see all kinds of projections on, uh, you know, very optimistic. But I, I, I mean, it seems like there's momentum. And this, these are things that are that are tangible
1: things that can happen. So yesterday, I, I had a meeting up here, and I went to the to the desk, and, and there was there was a, a woman behind the desk, and, and and I had to wait a few minutes, and and I said, "Where you?" She said, "I asked her where she lived." She said, "Well, I live in Tinley Park, which is in Illinois." And I said, "Oh, okay." She said, "Where are you from?" I said, "Well, I'm from Northwest Indiana." She's like, "Oh my God, I just moved from Whiting to Tinley Park, and I hate it. <laughs> yeah. My taxes went up, my traffic went up. I don't feel safe." You know, I don't have the camaraderie I did there. My husband and I just moved in January, and I think we're going to move back. I I said, you know, I need to, I need to get your name because I need to put your story out there because that's (laughs) that's exactly the kind of thing that the people running the state would like to hear. Yeah, and uh, because I hear it from others,
0: uh, you know, mayors and other folks from the region, Dr. Bill Hanna, you mentioned him earlier, but that those kinds of things are happening. That people over there in Illinois are tired of the, you know, taxes and the hassles and those kinds of things. They're seeing the improvements and and what's happening in northwest indiana and they're making them say hey we're 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 crossing the state line
1: so a buddy of mine andy Quinell, did a little he lives in he lives in munster and um he did a little survey he he, he had a survey of about 20 people who moved from illinois to indiana and and because there's a lot I, I had a house in munster we sold to somebody from illinois a doctor with seven kids um and his, his he's he's involved and he's involved politically. And his point was is he asked these people, every time hears somebody who moved from Illinois to Indiana, what did you vote when you were in when you were in Illinois? And they are like, Well, I was a Democrat. And he said, How are you voting when you're in Indiana? He said, I'm a Republican. <laughs> and it's just and and I'm not being I guess I'm being yeah. political. I'm not trying to be that way, but but it's it's like, okay, so you those people changed their way of thinking to our way of thinking because our way of thinking is just better. Uh-huh. I mean, yesterday, I talked to about 400 school kids. And, you know, you, you, talking to that many kids, you 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 don't they don't really listen that much. But you could tell there were, they, you know, my whole message to them was, you live in the best state in, 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 in the Midwest. I mean, I don't want to live in Illinois. Your parents don't want to live in Illinois. I don't want to live in Kentucky. What's going on down there? Ohio. I'm not a fan of Ohio and Michigan's all arrogant and snobby. So <laughs> you live in the best place in, in the Midwest. Go To school and come back and be part of this mm-hmm. renaissance, and yeah. it goes over 390 of the kids. But I think, I think a half a dozen of them or so raise their hand and ask some questions. Mm-hmm.
0: What, what, uh, we're going to hit a break here in, in just a minute, but you talk about you know changing that that mindset in, in so many places around Indiana. Uh, that's part of the process, kind of changing the mindset. And from what has always been, if you look at in Northwest Indiana, you know, I think there's a perception of Stuck in the past, maybe, I don't I, I don't know, but the steel industry was so important and was, was a, a great living for so many families up there and fueled that. That's changed dramatically. Do you sense a change now in the attitude in terms of developments like yours, you know, Quantum Corridor, uh, these mixed-use developments, the South Shore is actually having, that things are happening and the
1: mindset of the region is changing a little bit? This is a, what I'm going to tell you, this is a dead true story. A while ago, a, a statewide Indiana politician, I, was, I went to a fundraiser, statewide Indiana politician, to, this is, this is before my brother got famous or whatever, but basically looked, I, I said, so where are you from? I said, I'm from, I'm from, I'm from the region. I grew up in, in Gary and Maryville. And he looked at me dead straight in the eye and said, you've been sitting at this dinner for an hour and you've been participating, you've been completely normal. How is that possible? How did you get out of there? How did you escape the, the negativity and the poverty? And he was dead serious. Ah, wow, yeah. And I, I was like, I, I don't know. I, you know, my my parents were great. They 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 were school teachers, and they they instilled something in us. So, as recently as ten years ago, that was or whatever it was, that was a real thing. The region doesn't do any does does do any itself any favors like being defensive about North, about the state of Indiana or or being being negative about it. They, they, and, and, I, and that's another part of when I talk. Um my point is is you guys you guys have to try. I mean you you're you're smaller than the rest of the state. You've got to go out of your way to be you know to do more things. Go to go to Jasper. If you're gonna go to Jasper, tell me, call me, tell me you're gonna go to Jasper. I'll sit you up with 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 you know with, with the a politician down there who who you can talk to. And I mean I don't care but just try. Try to get to know the rest of the state. And Fortunately, a bunch of legislators in Indiana, the, the Speaker of the House has been great. Uh, Todd's been wonderful. Um, they're trying, too. And double tracking is, is the personification of that.
0: Much more ahead with Tom Dockich uh, when we return, including uh, growing up in northwest Indiana, those early years. rather Dan and uh, what it was like to grow up with him, uh, a, a character that we all uh, we all enjoy being around. So that and much more when the Business and Beyond podcast returns.
1: This is Alex Brown. Get caught up on the state's top business news every business day with Inside Indiana Business Radio on demand. This twice daily podcast features our statewide Inside Indiana Business Radio reports with additional bonus content that you can listen to anytime, anywhere. You can listen now on the podcast page at InsideIndianaBusiness.com or subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify,
0: or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Business and Beyond podcast presented by PNC. My guest this week, Attorney Tom Dockich, who is uh, really making his mark in a big way in Northwest Indiana with some major developments technology-wise, mixed-use developments, a lot of major investment, uh, really being part of uh, a renaissance of sorts uh, taking place in Northwest Indiana. And Tom, as we talked about in the the first part of the, the podcast here, your investment in the region is personal because you grew up there. Talk about the uh, talk about those early years and growing up in
1: Northwest Indiana. So we uh, my brother and I, I'm a, I'm a couple years older. He is. And we were kind of raised together. We 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 all we all went to Catholic school. My parents were uh, were like both public school, school teachers. And my dad was principal and he, they caught a lot of grief for for sending us to to, to Catholic school, to Andrea and St. Peter Paul before that. But that was a big part of our identity, both my brother and I. My sister is 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 younger than us, but um, and she she's she was she's a lawyer and she was Phi Beta Kappa, at uh at at in college, so she's a lot smarter than the other two than, than <laughs> brothers. <laughs> but um, so my but a big part of my brother and my identity was uh, was being from the region, and then I went to Wabash, and we had uh what growing up we had a riot. Our our, our I always ask my, my friends from high school and all that did you ever feel pressure did you ever like the things about the read about in terms of all the the crime and all that sort of stuff we never had any of it if you want to annoy somebody from indianapolis i always tell them hey listen i've been a crime victim 19 times in my life all 19 were in central indiana (laughs) not one has been in northwest indiana yeah and that was kind of the way that my brother and i uh that's kind of how we identify i think we both identify as being um, kids from the region who had a, had a really nice childhood.
0: And and just in hearing you talk and I've heard Dan uh, talk as well, the influence of your parents, both educators, the, the influence of your parents. I mean, everyone's influenced by their parents, but I think there's a really strong uh, influence and strong connection there. And being educators and a principal, you're priding it away with too much. My father's perspective was:
1: "Is guys, I've seen it from other people. You can't come a <laughs> man. <account in. laughs> yeah. I've learned from like I'm gonna. You guys are you guys were 12 years old. I was I was teaching kids who are who are te- who are high schoolers and teenagers. I got gotcha. you. And he was always a half a step ahead of us. My mother, um, my mother tried to instill culture. She took us one time to." uh, Dan and I to uh, the Nutcracker Suite when we weren't quite enough mature enough to appreciate it, <laughs> and that didn't go over well. She still holds it over our heads. <laughs> that that. That's true. That's good. Hey, uh, so how about you? So,
0: so Dan, we'll talk about Dan in a minute. Of course, went on to IU and played basketball. And were, were you
1: an athlete? Did you play play sports? I was. I was never any good, Dan. I didn't have the focus for it. Dan came out and was. Um, I mean, Dan. Dan was the kid who could. Like we played golf. We played golf all summer long. We played golf and baseball. Dan was great, not good, great at baseball. Um, when 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 we were young kids. Um, he always had a need to play. He was always wanting to play. When I was I was playing bitty ba- basketball at age 10, he was only eight. He had to be 10 to play. And and my dad had to lie to get him on the thing, you know, get him on the team, that sort of thing. He he was Dan Dan would pick up a uh, a, a racquetball racket, not having played racquetball and win the local tournament. You know, he, he was, he was, uh, Dan was always great. I, I take a little bit of credit for it because when, when I was, um, I mean, I was never really good, but, but he would always got to play with us. I mean, when, when he was, when he was an eighth grader, he was playing with us and we were sophomores. And I think it, I think it, he, he got, he was really comfortable. But um, when, when Dan was, <laughs> when Dan was at IU, when he was a player, this is probably a bad story to tell, but no, it's um, when Dan was at IU. Yeah, it's just us. Nobody that's else. That's right. That's right. Um, we went to the uh, Cubs game and we ran out of money. We were buying beers and we ran out of money. So there was some there was some IU fans there, and he um, he had a pair of shoes like and they were like hey, yeah and they they he had a pair of game worn shoes. So, so we end up we end up selling his game worn shoes shoes enough to get some more beers in order for the game. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. You know, right? Exactly. Fortunately, we weren't driving because we could take the South Shore and the uh, and the Red Line all the way there because we were, you know. But but so we needed to sell his shoes in order to get more beer.
0: Oh, that's outstanding. So, Andrean, right? You were an Andrian uh, 59ers, right? Exactly. And then college, so Wabash. Did you, uh, Dan? Of course, uh, you guide, Not sure
1: where your sister went, but why? Why Wabash? So Adam Benjamin, was a longtime congressman here. i I was not a great student in high school. I wasn't a bad, but I wasn't I, I just had I just wasn't that focused. I wanted to go to Notre Dame, but they wouldn't accept me. And so I was either going to go to Loyola in downtown Chicago. i, I liked faith-based education. I, I at one point, I thought about being a priest and I liked faith-based education. and Loyola went to go visit Loyola with, and um I liked it. I liked Loyola in Chicago, and my father, could see in me that I would get, I would get lost, you know, in a, in a, in an urban environment like that. I needed to have a little bit more of a structure around me. So I went to, I went down to visit Wabash and there was a guy there named Ray Kleitch who is, who went to Calumet. He's the wrong side of the tracks guy. He, <laughs> he, um uh just he's, he's Bob Grant's, he was Bob Grant. I think he was best man at Bob Grant's wedding. Okay. And Ray is brilliant. And Ray, Ray talked to me, when I went down there, and then Adam Benjamin, who was a little bit of a friend, his brother was a dentist there, believe it or not, and it kind of something really clicked. Wabash, the, the whole thing was about what Wabash does really well is it takes care of its own. I try to hire Wabash guys. I've gotten a lot of benefit from being, being a Wabash guy. You know, um, Brian Burdick, you know, I mentioned Grant. I mean, all these, we, we kind of try to take care of each other. and. I, I got in there and it just clicked. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it just really where I know you have a, you have a, a, a pretty substantial connection to DePauw, yeah. um, <laughs> <Right>. but have uh, <laughs> your son having gone there and being quarterback. Yeah. Uh, but it, it Wabash was important to me. It, it, yeah. it, it, truthfully, it made me, it refined the work that my parents did to make me the person, whatever, for better or worse than I am. Yeah. And, and I look, you know, Indiana is
0: fortunate to have such great Ah, uh, public and private institutions, and you look at Wabash and DePauw, and and the the people they churn out on an annual basis, and over the years, it's it's pretty amazing. And each school, as you say, they do a good job, I think, of taking care of their own, and they've got
1: a great network. There's a there's a camaraderie there that we share, that Wabash and DePauw shares. Like I've I've met, I've met your son a couple of times, and every time. I you know I say to him something like oh yeah okay I'll talk slow you 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 can't really <laughs> understand it and, right you know and and uh, and we we have fun it, it, it's 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 yeah. kind of a big fraternity honestly yeah yeah so when you got out of uh, Wabash w-
0: what was the path because you have worked uh, uh, over the years internationally a lot done a lot of international meetings. talk talk about that that path so I always knew I wanted to be
1: a um, I wrote a paper. Andrea was good for me too because the the nuns there, a woman named Sister Justin, had us write a paper of, of of who who your heroes are. and And people at that time were saying, I don't remember who who the quarterback was for Bears. And my hero, my my what I wrote about was my hero was my heroes were people that were doing international deals. I mean, my whole thing was is it is we live in a really small corner of the world, but there it, 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 you need to go out so. Urban professional, professionals. Well, I always wanted to be a professional. And uh, my friend Dan Dumage just says that we—he, although we grew up really close to each other—I'm not a true region guy because my father took a shower before going to work. His, sh- his <laughs> father, who worked in the build, had to take a shower after going to work. So, so he's like, "Yeah, you're not really a region guy." But um, I always knew I wanted to be a lawyer, and so I wanted to go to Vanderbilt, to be honest. And and I got into Vanderbilt for law school. But Dan was playing. Dan started playing at IU, and I knew that would be really fun. So, and I never, I looked back for a moment since, since 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 going to Indiana for for law school. Then I worked for I clerked for a big firm in Chicago. Wanted to go up there, and I met a again Milt Thompson, who I know is a friend of the show. Yep, Milt. I would not be anywhere in Indianapolis, but other than Milt, Milt. Basically, I met him at a college at a fair thing. I was going to, to work for a firm in Chicago, done deal, And Milt said, hey, I want you to meet this guy. I want you to come. He's the prosecutor of Marion County. His name is Steve Goldsmith. I was like, whatever. I'm a Bears fan. So go to, I meet, Milt gets me up there and I meet Steve. And Steve offers me a job in the Marion County Prosecutor's Office. And I was like, oh, "Well, I can make a bunch of money working for this big firm here." and so Steve, who was 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 great to me, basically cut a deal with this firm and said, "Look, tom can I'm going to take Tom for a year, and after that he can go back to uh to your firm and said, so, "Okay, it was kind of a radical thing at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never went back i i i liked I grew to like Indianapolis. Um, but just I, I built a whole, a whole life here in a relationship, married a girl whose uh, father was uh, the name partner at Kleinman, Rose, Wolf & Wallach, Roberta Kleinman, and never looked back. But I've always wanted to do international deals. And so my whole practice since before 9-11 in the late 90s was being a general counsel to companies that do, um, that do telecommunications
0: deals around the world. So Tom what's what what's next? I mean you've got a lot of irons in the fire uh in particular as we've talked about in northwest indiana. What what do you see uh, as you look at the region uh the next 5-10 years and beyond? A lot of changes in the offing. I mean do you do you, do you see that? I mean you the you know the double track and the you know west Lake, those those projects are coming will be coming to life uh the projects you're talking about and others that will will happen. Stand to maybe radically change
1: things in Northwest Indiana, so i I want to finish off the the quantum corridor, the work at the uh at the hotel and in, in Michigan City and all that um that's going to go well. what 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 I want to try to figure out is how to get broadband to Gary. And I don't know how to do that, but i I think there's there there's so many companies that are working on that. It doesn't need my help. you know it it, it but we do have a big pipe running through. Gary on the, on the, on the, on the uh, toll road. So that's kind of there, but I don't really think I could be wrong about this, but I think Gary needs beyond broadband because they're going to, people are going to help on the ATT, t Comcast, these, these really mm-hmm. important companies are going to do it, but there's got to be a way to infuse, infuse more energy into Gary. Gary has a great mayor. Jerome Prince is a great mayor. Eddie Melton is a serious legislator the people if gary are eager for something good to happen and i don't know if i fit in that i think i kind of may be able to from a technology perspective supporting them but i think that would be that would be the, the next thing that i'd like to try to do we will be following it to be sure uh, tom dockage thanks for taking the time
0: to be on the podcast and Thanks for all you're doing for Northwest Indiana, because there are many things going on and you're behind a lot of them. And we'll, again, we'll continue to follow. So good luck uh, going forward. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. All right. Likewise. And thank you for joining us on this edition of the Business and Beyond podcast presented by PNC. It is a weekly conversation with achievers in business, sports, entertainment, and beyond. And you can download all of our episodes and get Indiana Business News 24-7 all you have to do is go to com. I'm Gary Dick. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.